Welcome to Vantage Fishing Radio, where we discuss the hot bite and all things fishing. With your hosts, Dustin Clark and Lewis Chapman. Fish on! Welcome back to Vantage Fishing Radio. This is Lewis Chapman, and I'm with my partner in crime, Dustin Clark, here for episode 19. How are you doing, Dustin? Uh, you know what? I'm doing pretty good and uh, excited to, to record and talk uh, about the issues or the, the topics we're going to talk about for episode 19. How are you doing? I can't complain. Uh, talking fishing throughout the afternoon here, and then I was going to go hit uh, St. Vrain for, for a little fishing afterwards, so I'm kind of stoked. But, um, yeah, let's let's jump into the show. So we've got a special guest on for this show. We're, we're going to be a little fly fishing heavy and a little float tube heavy. So hopefully everybody's into those topics. I know that we talk a lot of float tubing on, on the show because it's something you and I really enjoy, whether it's spinning rod or fly rod, no matter what species we're chasing. And so we have um, from the Blue Quill Angler up in Evergreen, we have Joe Schaefer. How you doing, Joe? Great, Lewis, and thanks, Dustin, for having me on. Really appreciate it. Hello, everybody. Yeah, no, we're, we're really glad to have you on. And I was uh, thumbing through Facebook on a break at work, and I happened to come across a posting for an event from the Blue Quill Angler about a float tube fly fishing class. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. So I looked into it a little bit more, something I'm definitely interested in. And uh figured it'd be great to reach out and, and get somebody to come on and talk about it. So I'm glad you can join us, Joe. Um, so uh, do you want to just uh, go a little bit into your background and uh, a little bit about your fishing history and stuff and give people an idea of uh, why you fly fish and uh, a little bit of where you go and what you do? Great, Lewis. Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, I started fly fishing when I was a little kid. Um Grew up on South Boulder Creek, and my grandmother actually taught me how to fly fish. And, uh, of course, with other things, standard tackle and things like that as well. But the basis of it was fly fishing. So at a young age, I really got to, into fly fishing and then uh, got got away from it a while with college and everything else, just normal life stuff, and got back into it and actually got hired as a guide by Pat Dorsey at the Blue Quill and um, haven't looked back since. Enjoy guiding, enjoy teaching new people, um, people that have already been in fly fishing, just the whole aspect of it. And uh, I've been doing that for about 15 years. Um, and then going with that, we started a float tubing program, which is, I'm glad to hear you guys love so much. Uh, we started that last year and uh, kind of, it, it was a process getting this all together over about five years that it took us to get this going and get approvals and all that kind of stuff and um, really kind of exploded on us. We were going to do three classes last year and we ended up doing nine. Oh, wow. So we put a lot of people through our float tubing classes and uh, this year we're kind of expanding that um, and going into we're actually going to be doing some warm water um, classes on private lakes and we can get into that more. Um, we're doing public water uh, guided trips on still waters uh, in our South Park area. And uh, we're just kind of adding to the program. We're sponsored by Outcast, which we got that together last year. And uh, it's been a great marriage uh, with those guys helping us out. Awesome. So it sounds like you really like the, the Outcast float tubes. I've been a little bit partial to, um, oh, 
holy cow, brain fart. Dustin, what's the what are the two brands <laughs> that we are on all the time? Uh, classic accessories. There you go. Uh, wow. I can't believe that so slipped my mind. <laughs> the primary one is the uh, the uh, I think it's called Togiak, the Togiak series with uh, classic accessories. Yes, yep. yes. Yeah, that's the entry great. level, and yeah, yeah. And now we're both up to Colorado XTs on the float pontoons. Nice, nice. That that's great equipment too. I mean, the reason why we went with the Outcast is because that that's what we had been using for so many years, and we never had really any issues with that. And once we brought our program to them, they were real open to. Uh, uh, helping us out with our classes and basically what that encompasses guys is it it really gives us an opportunity to show people what they're getting into basically so we have all the equipment for them the float tubes the fins we even have rods that we provide so if you're the brand new um, fly fisherman or never tried it before you can come in and take one of the classes or one of the guide trips and you can really uh, have that experience without all that investment going into it. So that's really been the basis of our, uh, what we put out there for our classes. We want as many people as possible to experience what we've experienced over the years on lakes around Colorado and what they have to offer. And then just, uh, tackle wise and, uh, flow tube wise, what, what it takes to get into something like money wise and, um, what you actually need and as compared to stuff that's kind of the fluffy stuff that you don't really need, but you can have if you need, if you want to get it, if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. I think the class is a great idea. And, you know, had that been available a while ago, probably would have saved me a lot of money in trial and error until finding the equipment <laughs> I liked for sure. Cause there's, there's a lot of things that work, but aren't necessarily comfortable. And then there's a lot of things that work that are comfortable and, and it, it takes a little bit of time to figure that out. For sure. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And I think that's a lot of the feedback that we got is guys, they bring their own float tubes. And then, you know, we still have those old donut float tubes floating around where you sit in almost up to your chest, you know, and the the equipment has just come so far. And it's really kind of funny to see some of this stuff that's still around out there. But there's just it's the equipment has come so far now. I mean, most of the time now you don't even have to sit in the water past your shins in, anymore. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool. The advancements that they made on this type of equipment. And, and I really think it makes it available to everybody. Um, you know, where if you can't afford a boat or you can't afford to store a boat or have, you know, a boat in an area where, with all these different housing deals that don't let you have uh, equipment hanging out on your street and things like that. A float tube is a perfect way to go. Cause I can take it down and blow it up in a few seconds now and move and do whatever I want with it. And I, I just think having those options is a really great deal and why float tubing appeals to so many people. Oh yeah, for sure. And, you know, I've got a little electric pump that I plug into the back of my Jeep and I'm inflated in five minutes and heading towards the water. So the setup really isn't that, that bad. It's quicker than launching a boat most of the time. Absolutely. I love that because I do the same exact thing. I have a little electric pump, blow those things up in no time and you're off and going. Yeah. So Joe, here's one for you. Um, so what got you into float tube fishing and, and, do you believe that they give you any advantage when it comes to fly fishing over just being on the side of the river or on the side of the lake? 
Um, well, start off with your first question here is that I originally who got me into float tubing is kind of my partner in crime. And he's also the one that does the float tubing classes with me. And that's Jerry Hill. He's a guy that with the blue quill too. And he originally got me into it out on the float tubes and, um, you know, just going out after work, I also work with him. So, <laughs> Oh, we've kind of come up through this whole deal together. So, um, being out on the water together, learning techniques, figuring out things between us is kind of uh, just how we've built all of, along the way in the float tubing aspects. You know, it, for us, it just appeals to just every aspect of not only fly fishing, just, but just being out on the water, sitting in a float tube, relaxing, enjoying the day. It, it, it just doesn't get much better than that. And we just, I think more than anything really like to share that with others. And I tell you what is in from talking to people, <laughs> uh, sometimes the fishing's a second point to that. Cause they, they just enjoy sitting on those slow tubes and relaxing and having a great day. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Sometimes the best times I've had on the water are just kicking around and just letting a line hang down and dragging something through the water. And if you get something you do, and if you don't, you don't, but it's definitely a good reset button. You're spot wow. on with that. Definitely, definitely. So, and your second question, what was the second question? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you know, just the advantages of fly fishing from a float tube, you know, what, what oh, you, I got why you. you would like that over, you know, trying to, to fish a lake from shore or something like that. Well, guys, I'll tell you, and both of you can probably attest to this is our waters, especially river wise, are just getting packed, right? I mean, it's it's nothing for you to go to the river nowadays and see people lying shoulder to shoulder in some areas. And, you know, it's, it's uh, fly fishing always has had a stewardship to it. And um, this is kind of, I guess, where we kind of lean towards, we want to take some pressure off those waterways and especially our heavily pressured tailwaters and things like that. And I think float tubing is a perfect way to do that and get people interested in just the, as I'm sure you guys have experienced, just the wonderful lakes that we have around Colorado. I mean, it's just phenomenal the type of water we have. And you look out there in the summer times, and I'm sure you guys can attest to this, you'll see maybe one or two boats out there. You know, nobody's yeah. fishing a lot of these areas. And it's like, it's kind of crazy to me. So I guess that's pretty much one of the greatest advantages is you can get out away from people Um you can fish different opportunities that are out there for you. I mean, some of, well, I'll tell you, my top 10 days of guiding and fishing have all come on still water. I mean, we've had upwards of 100 fish days on some of our still waters in South Park and uh, some different areas up in North Park. And yeah, you can really, really get into this and get after it and just have a lot of fun with it. And there was times I remember one time uh, Antero opened up a couple years ago. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yep. And we're, me and Jerry are out on our float tubes and we didn't see one other boat all day. Somehow the word got out that there's no fish in Antero and um, we're bringing in 10 pounders about every third cast. So <laughs> it, it's one of those things where it's like, it, it's, it's pretty amazing what you can do on a flow tube in lakes across Colorado. You know, a, a good point to that is uh, a couple of years ago, I got the opportunity to uh, fish Mirror Lake uh, around Grand oh, Junction. Um, mm -hmm. 
And, you know, I'd only brought my fly equipment and I waited out and I was having a blast, having a good time. Uh, but my first thought was, why did I not bring my flow tube? I would love to have been able to put my flow tube on that and kick around and, and get into a little bit more of the areas that I wanted to, except for, you know, instead of fishing from the shoreline. So, and, and everybody around that area is either they've only got a couple of lines in the water, dunking some bait, or uh, they're just hiking around. So there was no boats, no, no really distractions. Um, so yeah, it's a great way to get out there and say, you know what, this body of water doesn't ever see uh, a flow tube on it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put a flow tube on it and, and see what happens. So it's a great experience. Oh, absolutely, Dustin. I think you're 100% on with that. I, and I think the flow tube aspect, you're so much more versatile in what you can do. You can move in and out with those fish traveling, especially in the springtime when, you know, they're cruising a lot and um, moving for food and things like that, going in and out of those deep, in, uh, deeper waters into the shallows, those transition areas, the points and drop-offs. Um, a lot of those areas you can, if you know, if if you were on foot, you'd almost have to move constantly to keep on those fish. Whereas in uh, flow tube, all I have to do is kick a little bit and I'm in a whole new area. You know, and it's it, you just can be so versatile with those things and technique wise uh, the options are literally endless and a lot of people i think when it comes to fly fishing don't think that they can catch the same fish that you would on like standard tackle and things like that i'll tell you right now i fish at jackson for wiper i fish at um spinny for pike i mean we can do everything on a fly rod that we can do on standard tackle. And uh, I just want to be sure that people understand that because a lot of people, especially ones that I come across in my teachings and uh, when we're guiding people, they're just kind of dumbfounded that you can have the options of catching fish like that. Oh, for sure. And that's one thing that's been fun about picking up the fly rod and kind of learning it over the last four or five years for, for me is, is figuring out which flies do what and how to use them. Cause you almost have every fly that can match up to the lure you use for the same circumstances, whether it's streamers for spoons or swim baits or, you know, nymphs for jigs or you, you name it. It's, so it's, there's a little bit of a kind of a, a parallel to there if, if folks were to, to just kind of look at it that way. Absolutely. And there's even different types of lines. We have different types of sinking lines um, that suspend, that sink at certain rates and different things like that, that we can pull those flies along. Um, I mean, the options are endless with this stuff. And it's uh, we teach a lot of those uh, different techniques in our classes because we want people to understand that there is so many different aspects to uh, fly fishing in a lake. You do have those variances when you go to rivers and streams and things like that, but it's, it's, it's very basic in setup and flies. Whereas still waters, um, there's a lot more options. There's a lot of different ways to fish and it's, it's just, it just opens it up to, endless possibilities really guys and i know i keep saying that but it's i'm still learning and i've been doing it for almost 40 years you know so it, it, it's really a cool thing that everybody can get into and 
it doesn't require a ton of stuff to get after it and go try it out. Are you guys using any electronics on your float tubes? <laughs> we do actually, which is kind of funny. Um, a lot of people when they see us first, they, they uh, look at us like we're crazy. They're like, what is this? What are we getting ourselves into here? And uh, the electronics come in more for fly fishing purposes. It's for those depths and contours, right? Yep. Um, uh, one thing that helps out a lot for us too, water temps, um, different hatches, um, uh, different things that are coming off or moving around the water columns that temperature helps us a little bit more but mainly those contours so we can figure out where to best put our flies in that water column uh, where the fish may be running where um, uh, we're seeing groups of fish or holding areas or transition areas or fish that we may have to chase um, Things like that. If we, uh, one of the main aspects that's great on our electronics is see uh, those fish moving in and out of those shallow areas. That's one of the great things. If, if we didn't have those electronics, what we'd have to do a lot is do the old standard method where we clip the hemostats to the bottom fly of our rig, drop it down to the bottom, feel where the bottom's at, and then we'd start maybe three foot above that, above the weed line and work our way up and down in the water column so it, it, it's basically a tool to help us um, figure out those contours where the bottom is and where to keep our flies at so what what kind of uh, electronic are you using well i just switched over we used to use those uh fishing buddies you guys remember those i do uh, the ones that just you know kind of went in the tube on the side of your uh float tube and uh they were real great for depths and things like that, but man, they are coming a long ways, aren't they, with electronics nowadays? <laughs> I was shocked. I, you guys could probably attest to this big time because I, I was shocked when I, my fishing buddy finally uh, went down on me and I just, I was dumbfounded. I'm like, where am I going to find one of these things? And, uh, so I tell you what, I went to the new Garmin Striker, I believe is the name of it. And it literally clips onto my flow tube and I drop the deal down in the water and I'm going. So it's, yeah, the electronics are really cool nowadays. It's really something else. I didn't, I had to watch a bunch of YouTube videos to figure out how to run the darn thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds a lot like the, the setup uh, Lewis and I use. Uh, a couple years ago, um, I, I went ahead and I bought a deeper pro plus. Uh, and the reason it, it, it struck me is because it'll actually record and, uh, I can transfer it to, uh, Lake Max and, and keep all that data. So, you know, if there's a particular time of the season, I can go back and take a look and say, Hey, you know, this, this type of fly was working this type of, or this time of year because of the depth of the water, because of the temperature. And I can bring all that data with me and, and get back on the exact same spot. So yeah, having that electronics there is, is, is fantastic. Wow, that's that's really amazing. And I agree with you 100%. I was never big into it. You know, it's that old fly fishing elitist deal, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, I don't want to use those electronics and things like that. Well, 
damn guys, it helps you catch fish, right? <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. But no, it, it, it's, I, it's a helpful tool, especially for the fly fishermen when we're using all these different techniques, you know, to know those depths and water changes, like Dustin said, I mean, that information is invaluable. It takes a lot of that guesswork out of the game. Yeah, exactly. It, it gives you all the information you need to know where you need to be and what you need to use when. And without it, it's trial and error. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's still absolutely. trial and error in it, but not nearly as much. Right. And I, it's funny. Most of the people that we've had on our uh, classes and trips, they're like, man, those, those um, depth finders and stuff like that. I got to get me one of those from my float too, because I think I've just been doing it wrong the whole time. Cause literally we'll be over fish and we'll say, okay, drop it down here, put your indicator at 10 feet, um, give it a couple strips, boom, 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 fish on within, you know, a couple seconds. And it's, it's, it's funny to watch. So it, it is a useful tool and a very helpful tool. In some situations, it doesn't help you, but I mean, it's, I always think the more tools that you have in that toolbox, uh, the better, right? <laughs> For sure. So Joe, let's jump into the, the class a little bit. So is the first class on May 10th? Do I have that right? Yes. Our first class is on May 10th and we're going to run those. We start in May and we run those every week through the, through the 31st. So we're doing four of those classes right off the bat. And um, those classes are basically, um, we start off with a little uh, hour to an hour and a half, a little bit of classroom work by the lake. And we just, we just run through some of the basic stuff. Okay. So we can just get you into it and things like that. And literally we've had, um, experts to people that have never had a fly rod before in these classes and all of them get a ton out of it because there is a ton of information in that session. And, um, as we progress to the water, we kind of just go step by step, you know, even just how to safely get to and from the water and then getting in your flow tube the proper way without shooting it out to the middle of the lake as, I'm sure uh, you guys have probably seen people yeah. too before. Um, but, you know, it, it, it goes kind of step by step all the way up to and including netting a fish out of a float tube, which is a whole different deal than netting one on, on land, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so on these classes, like people just basically need to show up with some good clothing, right? You're providing the tube, the rods, the flies, the waders, the fins, the, the uh, personal flotation devices, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So we can provide everything that you guys need for, uh, to just experience the day on the water. And we do those classes in a very, um, controlled environment. So we do it on a private lake and, um, this lake's up by Kremlin, Colorado. And, um, that's where we'll have the first couple at least. And we kind of move them to different private lakes just so we can get that we don't have to worry about wind too much and uh, you know, a lot of those external factors that we can't control because we want as a controlled environment for learning as possible. So that's why we do it on those private lakes. Awesome. And then you were saying you guys have warm water uh, fish float tube fishing classes. So it's like, we're talking bass crappie and walleye, things like that. Yeah. We've just added that this year, actually. Um, we're doing four, uh, different classes on 
a private Stillwater um, uh, up towards Loveland, and uh, it'll be all warm water uh, focus. So we'll show you how to run top water and uh, go after bass and crappie and bluegill. And um, that's basically uh, one of my favorite things to do. And I know it's one of Jerry's favorite things to do. We're constantly fishing for smallmouths and walleye and wiper as much as time allows us. But we also want to share that with people as well, because we just haven't seen much of that out there, you know, and especially in the fly fishing aspect. And I, I think it's going to be a real good program. So we're doing those that starts July 5th, that first warm water class. But uh, I, I think it's going to be a great addition. I know it's one of my favorite things. I, I'm and just talking to you guys. I know you guys love warm water stuff too. So it's a lot of fun. And you had mentioned St. Varane earlier. That's kind of where we grew up uh, fly fishing for warm water species is St. Varane, even since I was a kid going out there and throwing those uh, poppers and things like that and having fun with those fish out there. And I still go there to this day. Eagle Lake's one of my favorites. So it's a uh, it's, uh, great deal. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really love crappie fishing on the fly. Uh, I have so much fun doing that on my flow tube. Uh, so I kind of like when I'm on my flow tube, Joe, I'm kind of 50, 50, I'll roll out with like an ultralight, uh, spinning rod with four pound test. And then I have my five way and, and I'll be casting and throwing stuff with the spinning rod. And the same time, I'm usually dragging along some sort of dry fly or even a, a nymph sometimes below it. And, and, it really is about 50-50 on which, which rod I'm going to catch it on. So it's it's really enjoyable, and I love being able to go back and forth and have fun with that. That's awesome. That that really is a cool deal. I know, like, for years I used to carry a spin rod with me um, just to get some – thinking that I could get some of those bigger bass and stuff like that, and a lot of times those crappie would just hammer. So I, I totally know what you're talking about. It's it's just a fun thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, it's, you got me excited for it. So I can't wait for the water to warm up a little bit. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I was out at Aurora, uh, Friday, just checking it out. Just, I had a couple hours and man, the, the fish out there were pretty hot, the trout wise. And there's a couple walleyes floating around. And, um, there's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's great to get that aspect of the standard tackle guys and, they they get real when you start catching fish they get real antsy so they want to come talk to you and I I always try to share with people as much as possible um the techniques that we're using the different things and um in still water and it, it's it's enjoyable to me to share those aspects and out there at Aurora you know it's it's a it's a diverse group of people and they all want to learn so I, I think it's great that everybody share and um. I even convinced one guy he wanted to start fly fishing. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a cool deal. So yeah, for sure. So back to the trip a little bit. So uh, how big of the classes are you taking out there? So if, if folks want to bring a buddy or two, that's definitely something that can be accommodated. Absolutely. We go up to four. So we, we do two uh, clients per guide. And the uh, main reason is we want to have plenty of time with both of our people that we're taking out. We, we want to really be able to teach as much as possible. So we keep it to four. Um, we can accommodate uh, another person or two if we have to, but we like keeping it right around four. And that way everybody gets 
a good basis and a lot of teaching. Okay. And then what does it run uh, for, for an adult to, to join the class? You know, I, I was working on that right before I talked to you guys. They're still working on pricing this year. So I'm going to refer back to the Blue Quill for that. So okay. if you guys are interested, um, just give the Blue Quill a call, and they'll have all that info for uh, everybody listening. Um, they just were working, finishing up some stuff on that. So I, I don't know exactly right now. Yeah. And so if you're driving through Evergreen, going on your mountain trip, definitely stop in and check out the shop. Um, can you give us a little bit of a rundown on the shop, Joe, while we're talking about the Blue Quill? Absolutely. Um, off of Bergen Parkway there, the shop is, you can't miss it. It's a old hundred year barn out there. And it's, I tell you what, guys, it's probably the most beautiful shop you've ever seen. Um, and real just old school. It's awesome. Everybody that works in there. I mean, I learn something every time I walk into the darn place, guys. I, it, it's crazy. There's, uh, these guys have, a lot of the guys that work there, they've worked all over the state and different states. They just got a plethora of knowledge out there and uh, you can find just about anything you need. And if they can't find it for you, they'll get it for you. And it's just, it's just a great environment to go learn. Even, you know, it's, it's not just a place to go buy stuff. Those there's a lot of info up there. If you guys are interested and in, they'll help you out with anything you need. Awesome. Yeah. I always enjoy going in there. It's one of, one of my favorites. Um, so why we have you on, do you have a favorite fly fishing story from the float tube you'd like to share, Joe? <laughs> favorite fly fishing story. I, I, I tell you what, probably the best one was we were out at Spinney and we were just having a heck of a day. And one of our buddies, um, had to go to the bathroom and literally we told him, just keep going, man. Just keep going. We're just, we were just on a pile of fish and just having a bunch of fun. Right. And he was adamant. He's like, no, I can't wait. I can't wait. So we see him going in and we're just laughing and making fun of him, of course, all the way in. Well, he gets to the edge and he slips and go under and all we see is this hat floating on top of the water. <laughs> and literally we, we both have fish on and we can't stay in our float tubes barely. We're almost falling in the water because we're laughing so hard. So it, I guess it might be one of those had to be there, Steve, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, I can, I can totally imagine that. That's definitely something that would happen with us, right, Dustin? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it kind of uh, uh, reminds me of a similar story up at Stagecoach. A buddy of mine got his uh, first pike on the float tube, and uh, all I could hear him was hooping, hollering, and he couldn't net it because uh, he brought a smaller net and uh, I was laughing and trying to take pictures at the same time, trying to navigate over to him and, and not get bit by this pike that's, that's trying to fight to get off. So yeah, absolutely. Something that would happen to us. <laughs> uh, good times. I mean, yeah, there's never a dull moment with when flow tubes are involved, is there guys? <laughs> no, no, for, for sure. And you know, one of my quests this year, Joe, is to actually get a tiger muskie on the float tube. So Dustin and I have been doing a lot of planning and research to try to make that happen. Uh, you know, we're going to try to get up to, uh, Clear Creek and, uh, Big Creek Lake and some other places to try to make it a reality. So that'll be really fun. Oh, I love, I love that goal, guys. That's one of my goals too. The, my second one is those darn lake trout. So that's that, that's the second one on my book too. So I'm with you guys on that. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, well, Joe, it's been a blast having you on. We'd love to have you on future episodes just to talk fly fishing in general and, and more float tubing. And I'd like to devote some more time to uh, some of the warm water uh, fly fishing off the float tube as well. Absolutely, guys, uh, anytime. And I just appreciate you having me on. Thank you to you guys and your listeners. Really appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, and, and how can they reach out to you, Joe, and as well as the blue quill while you have you on? Okay. Uh, you can give the, you can always, uh, see all the info on the bluequillangler.com or you can give the shop a call at 303-674-4700. And, uh, you can also contact the shop through them and, uh, get a hold of me. Um, if you have any questions, my email is joe at bluequillangler.com. Um, and feel free to send me any uh, questions that you have. No worries. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Dustin, you got any uh, last minutes for Joe? Uh, no, actually, uh, I'm looking forward to the float tube season. And uh, I may have to find out where, where Joe's doing some of his fishing and, and join just to, to, to see the, uh, the action happen. Yeah, for sure. Might have to join in on, on a, a class or two. So uh, I'm really eyeballing that warm water one. So I'll have to talk to the wife about that. I think she might enjoy that too. So, but um, as far as future shows and teasers, uh, I've got lots of walleye talk, plenty of walleye, walleye, walleye. Um, went out with James Trujillo the other night. He's going to be coming on the show. Uh, Ron Lowry, he's going to be coming back on the show to give us an update. And then I was talking to Randy Ford with Alpine Fishing Adventures and He's going to come on on um, that last weekend of March here, and we're going to talk everything fly fishing in Summit County. So a lot of Blue River and a lot of Dillon fly fishing. So that'll be a pretty cool show. So don't miss that if you want to get into more fly fishing action. But as always, if you've enjoyed or found value in our blogs and, and shows, please uh, like and share. So 99% of you guys don't share. So please start sharing. It helps us out. It, it helps us to know what you like and don't like. And uh, leave all the comments you would like. And so thank you for following Vantage Fishing. And uh, as always, fight the skunk. Fight the skunk. <laughs>